Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusing.com. Bless you. Let's breathe ourselves into this room. Satnam. So that we don't breeze through the uh, end of class uh, without paying our respects. Re remind me that we'll chant a call uh, tonight at the end of class for Yogi Ayangar, um, who passed away at the age of 96. Um, a, a story very much like uh, Mr. Pilates, hmm? um, where a person is born with a withered body, and because of the crisis of that withered body, discovers through that ingenious nature of human consciousness a pathway to restore the vitality of that body and then to maintain the vitality. If you read any of the accounts um, at the age of 90, which was six years ago, he could still do a headstand for 30, 30 minutes without any shaking. Yeah, so imagine uh, even you doing a headstand for 30 minutes uh, without any shaking. So remind me to, and it segues perfectly into tonight's, into this week's theme. I'll be teaching um, tonight, Sunday. Monday night is a special class, celebration of the birth date of uh, Yogi Bhajan, Monday night, so please come. There'll be, um, if for no other reason, there will be cake. <laughs> and yogi tea. And then I'll be teaching Tuesday. I'll be also teaching Thursday, I believe. And then I go to the East Coast for a bit. This weekend we have a really celebratory course. It's a course called Beyond the Basics and it's a course that everyone that has either taken or thinks of taking or hasn't ever thought of taking. How's that for an inclusive audience? Um, level one teacher training, it's really going to be a, a, a great course taught by many of the teachers that teach in the level one program. So please see what that's all about. The level of violence everywhere in today's world is alarming to the normal human consciousness. But to those of us who are aware of the cycles that are required in order for evolution to truly take place, 
It's simply part of the cycle. The threat of the lack of safety is a genetic stimulant to achieve safety. And it's not something that takes place in the intellect. It's something that takes place at the level of our DNA. It then reverberates up through our cellular structure. It activates certain glands and organs. Those glands and organs secrete their peptides and hormones. That blood chemistry then goes through the hypothalamus of the limbic system of the brain. The hypothalamus registers the blood chemistry and concludes. And in that conclusion, register radios to the pituitary gland, which in that case is not your third eye, it's your master gland. It operates at both levels. The master gland then responds with, this is how I feel, and this is what I think about it. And all of that ultimate component takes place in the head brain. And this has been going on for millions and hundreds of millions of years because the, the brain that we have in our head has evolved over a massive amount of time. From a one-dimensional brain to a two-dimensional brain to a three-dimensional brain until now the common brain is a four-dimensional brain. What you work on in here is the development of something beyond that. And every time that there's been an evolutionary advancement, that evolutionary advancement has been triggered by crises. Because crises registers down into the DNA and the DNA creatively responds with an evolutionary opportunity to survive. Rishis, which is a Sanskrit word for yogis, have been comprehending for about 45,000 years that we've maximized our three-dimensional requirements. And yet we have sat idle simply creating more opportunities for three-dimensional living for the last 45,000 years. And that's a nature of life. Life becomes indolent when not stimulated. The nature of life is lazy. Because as poets have said in many different ways, the moment you're born, you're busy dying. <laughs> so 45,000 years ago, up until the present moment, some interesting events have taken place. Up until 
about 11,800 years ago, there was an ice age in place in the portions of the earth that were close to the south and or closer to the south and north pole and this included Europe much of Europe and during those periods of ice our ability to grow anything is wiped out and so from the natural nature of the human being as an herbivore the human being by necessity becomes a carnivore then it takes us a while for our digestive system to adapt because it's not a carnivorous digestive system it doesn't have the it doesn't have the digestive enzymes to digest the proteins and the fats but we do our best. Now that took place everywhere on earth except in Yogi Iyengar's home neighborhood. We'll be very casual with our description. Because the Himalayas are the only major mountain range on earth that was not formed by the earth's spin and the mountain ranges formed by the Earth's spin all run north and south. The Rockies, the Andes, the Cascades, the Catskills, the Gray, everyone, the Alps, they all run north and south. The mountain ranges of, of Russia, the Caucasus Mountains for which Caucasians are named, And those north-south mountain ranges allowed the glacial, the, uh, the Ice Age glaciers, to proceed unim unimpeded. And so anything in their path lived in a frozen neighborhood. And all of the humanity that was in the path of Ice Ages became carnivorous except for those that lived south of the Himalayas. The Himalayas were formed by the South Asian, or what we sometimes call the Indian subcontinent, colliding with Eurasia. And it thrust up the tallest mountain range on Earth. That east-west mountain range blocked the glaciers from proceeding anywhere south of the Himalayas which included the entire subcontinent of India. So while everywhere else humanity was struggling and killing to survive, those south of the Himalayas were living in the same way that they had always lived and that is that they were living as gatherers and Believe me, if you ever spend any time in India, <laughs> you can barely put a seed in the ground before it's already sprouted into a tree and has fruit. It's like you take a seed and you get it near the ground and you've got to step back because it all happens so fast. You know, it's like crazy, crazy fertile. And you can feel that when you're there, the fertility of the land.
So when you are in an extremely fertile and abundant food source, you become generous. And when you live in a scarce food source, you become onerous. And what carnivores do that herbivores never do is they mark territory. The human being, by nature, does not mark its territory. By nature, the human being is an herbivore. And if you see any herbivores, they just kind of like bump into each other and they keep on grazing and then they, you know, bump into somebody else and they keep... And they actually really enjoy grazing while they lean against each other. That's the nature of an herbivore. Of course, you've seen carnivores and how they work with their kill. They're very protective of their kill. And the only carnivores that actually will eat together are those that kill together. Ten to seven thousand years ago, something else transformed this now omnivorous creature. Because now, at 11,800 years ago, the ice ages receded, and we're now in what's called an interglacial period, the longest of which has only been 12,000 years, and we're, we're like 11,850 years into normal range of, of interglacial period, which means a period in which there's not an ice age, is somewhere between eight and 11,000 years. They've done ice core sampling in, in Antarctica and Greenland, and that's what it is. It's a, between eight and 11,000 years, but we're, the longest has been 12,000 years, and right now we're 11,850, so it's like we're 150 years away from a record. But when that happens, the livable land is decreased by about 70% because the majority of land is in the path of the glaciers. The, the, the land between the, the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn is the, is the land that can really be lived on. If you look at a globe, you will see that that's where it's slim pickings. Our DNA understands this right now. Our DNA is aware of what's coming. Just so that you don't keep looking at my hand, I picked up a ladle that was red hot almost, and so I burned myself, so get over it. Because <laughs> otherwise it's like, what is that? What is that? I understand. So we're there. We're right there. And our DNA feels the threat. So everything is threatening us. Jews are threatened by Muslims. Muslims are threatened by Christians. Christians are threatened by Christians. I'm not trying to belittle any of the religion. I'm just saying this is the way it is. Whites are threatened by blacks. Blacks are threatened by this. This is threatened by that. Americans are threatened by Mexicans. 
Mexicans are threatened by drug cartels. Americans love drug cartels. They support them. It's just, there's never been more insanity because at the DNA level, we understand the nature of the threat that we are facing, even though it's not necessarily immediate. What we don't understand is the pathway through. And that is the heart brain. The head brain wants to be a hero. And so it will identify the problem and search for the solution. The heart brain doesn't want to be a hero. The heart brain says, problem, solution, malam, illusion. Here's the pathway through. Forget them both. The head brain goes, and I'm just going to use you two as an example. I don't know if I can fit through that path. As a matter of fact, when I'm fitting through that path, I don't know if he or she is going to steal my wallet. So I'm going to shoot them both, hope that they fall to the side, and then I'll just get on through. That's the head brain. And I do it, and I get on through, and what am I called? Because I've attached that activity to a flag, a symbol, a symbol of male dominance. And I'm called a patriot after honoring the patriarch. And that's the system that we have set up as carnivores to gather territories because we're insecure. And it's dominant all over the world now because any dominant gene overcomes a recessive gene. And a recessive gene is a non-aggressive gene. Have you ever had a challenge and had to fix it with your creativity and you go where is that piece of string that I have saved for a very long time that would fit this job perfectly correct that's where the earth is right now because even South Asia India has been dominated since the British invasion economic invasion and they're now just as much carnivores and, and crazy capital marketing consuming when we used to go there in the 70s there was barely a refrigerator in the entire nation but if a family owned a refrigerator they invited you over for a food and the refrigerator would sit in the living room so that everybody knew that they owned one and here we had traveled 12,000 miles to be in India and for breakfast they served us toast with ketchup and cornflakes. And they served it from their refrigerator. I don't mean every day, I mean one time. And we went, 
Let's go back to the village. The idea that in India is that piece of string that will fix that little thing that you have a great need for. And that great need is called existence. And the piece of string is higher conscious practice technology. Ayengar, Hatha, Kundalini, Tantric, Ashtanga, Kriya, Yoga. You've got to make it a part of your world. Because if your body isn't flexible, neither is your emotion, neither is your mind. And if your body and the emotion and the mind isn't flexible, then your brain is in charge of your being. And what did Iyengar say? Mr. Yogi Iyengar said, as I live to whenever I'm going to live to, I must have a fit body so that I am not a slave to its inabilities. And if my body has inabilities, my emotions will have disabilities. And if my emotions have disabilities, my mind, my brain will dominate me. Because it will always be pointing out the dualities that I'm surrounded by. And so that little piece of string sitting in India that Yogi Bhajan brought over, that Yogi Iyengar brought over, all those years ago, is essential to activating the heart brain, a medical fact. The neurology in the heart does not see obstacles or potential obstacles. It doesn't see anything but the pathway through because it beats 60,000 miles of blood every beat of the heart. Every beat of the heart, 60,000 miles of blood run through your system because it moves from the arteries to the capillaries and the capillaries are literally microscopic and they only allow a single cell through in a single file and your body contains 60,000 miles of capillaries. Medical fact. So every beat of the heart, 60,000 miles of the pathway through, the pathway through, the pathway through, the pathway through, the pathway through. It doesn't have time. If it took out time to think, what if those two are going to attack me? You're dead. The heart stopped beating for a few seconds. You're dead. So it doesn't have the time except to know the pathway through, the pathway through. Stop being a problem solver. Because you're setting up a problem to solve it. Why don't you just forget both activities? And just move through. What will you miss if you do that? Your heroic identity. And everybody lives for their heroic identity. Men want to look like a hero. Women now want to look like a heroine. Do you know who owns the word heroine, which is the female hero? 
Bayer and Company own the name heroin. I have an ad from 1870, and in that ad it says, Bayer, the company for your pain. A little pain, take aspirin. Big pain, take heroin. Learn your history. Otherwise, life is just a mystery. The idea that we no longer will need to be heroes and heroines is going to be a complete disassembly of the human epigenetic system. Everything, our nation-states, our religions, our economic systems, everything is based on a hierarchical nature. So this is not something that we walk out of Yoga West and say, it's done. But we don't have till the end of the century. We have about, well, the bell curve looks like a 30-year, 32-year curve to the apex. So we probably have about 25 years to become masters. That means that you're going to have to take a little bit of time, a wee teensy-weensy bit of time out of your day job on a daily basis to commit to your life job, which is to become a master that sees the world through your heart brain, that sees every problem as unnecessary, and simply sees the pathway through and demonstrates it rather than preaches about it because the pathway through is not follow me. The pathway through is follow you. The you in you. When you can follow the you in you, you are at the gateway of the pathway through. Get over your issues. <laughs> Get completely over them because they're crowding your time-space. Because you should just do your job and then do your life job. Because your issues take up like about 6 hours and 31 minutes every day. I hope you just think about that number. Because I just pulled it out of thin air and but it reminds you of, my issues do take a while, don't they? Hmm? You set up your obstacles so that you can overcome them and feel like, wow, look what I've done. That obstacle doesn't exist. It doesn't. Haven't you ever had an obstacle just disappear and you go, where did it go? Then you start looking for it. <laughs> where did that damn thing go? I can't just go forward like this. It's like insane. What will people think? Heart brain. The pathway through. But you can't get to your heart brain 
if your head brain thinks it's dangerous. So you have to make a friend. You cannot, you have to make a partner out of your head brain. And when you make a partner out of your head brain, you're the junior partner. So don't, you know, don't challenge it. Work with it. The greatest activity of accessing the heart brain is conscious breathing. So every day, set up a period of time in which you're going to consciously breathe. The only way that you can remain in your head brain is if your body is not in desperate need. Therefore, stretch into your body glove on a daily basis. Also, tend to the glands and organs that produce the emotions so that your emotions are tools that you use, but not masters that use you. And then suddenly your life changes. Things don't become ridiculously easy. They just become simple. You always know in every situation that if you boil it down to the center, you have leverage. But the problem is that all of those emotions are keeping you outside of your center and so you have no leverage whatsoever. Now right now there's an additional stimulant happening in the cosmos. There's this thing called cosmic winds, which then translate into galactic winds, which then translate into solar winds or stellar winds. Solar stellar winds are winds that race through our solar system at about 40,000 miles an hour. Galactic winds are winds that are outside the solar systems that race through the system at about 400,000 crazy, crazy numbers, miles per hour. And then the cosmic winds are winds that are just beyond comprehension. The thing of it is, is that these winds, if you were in them, you wouldn't even feel them, but you would be affected by them. Because out there, everything is so thin that the wind is not actually affecting your molecular or cellular structure. It's affecting your subatomic structure. And that's what's happening right now. And those winds are caused by the constant turmoil that takes place with the redshift that's still taking place from the initial stages of that explosive bang that is not the only one. They're happening all over the multiverse. There are universes upon universes upon universes upon universes upon, and there's no count, there's no limit. They're expanding faster than we could ever possibly count. So it appears to be infinite, but the only thing that is infinite is nothing, from which those somethings are expanding. But right now, we've reached a sublimation point. What happens when you expand H2O? What is H2O? What happens when you compress it and then expand it? What happens? What's, what's the compression of water? 
ice, compressing it by cooling it, right? And what is, happens when you begin to expand it? It becomes water, it becomes a liquid, then it becomes a gas. Every time it passes from one form, from a solid to a liquid, from a liquid to a gas, is called a sublimation. Massive amounts of, massive amounts of additional energy is required to move it from one level to the next. It's not just a simple flow. It's a torrential turbulence. It's a torrent. And right now, we're passing from one level of the redshift, which is the expansion of the universe, everything inside of you is expanding. Everything around you is expanding. You are probably somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to ten times larger than you were when you were twenty. But so is everything else, including the instruments that we measure you with. So you just appear to be the same size as you always were, and that's Einstein's basic theory of relativity. If you don't have a relative standard to measure against, everything seems to be the same. But nothing ever is. And so this moment is not only this incredible evolutionary moment on Earth, it's a completely evolutionary moment in the cosmos. We're running through this gigantic sublimation. And that means that if you don't have yourself set properly, you're going to pull out your gun as a police officer and shoot a young innocent boy six times without even a thought. And I want you all to remember something that is not the actions of a bad person. That is the actions of a person that isn't prepared for what is happening. And that is the majority of humanity. The majority of humanity is not prepared. You need to be. Because going through the next 60-some so years, you need to be prepared. So you need to not be drowning in your career. You need to be staying in your career. But it cannot consume you. What you should be consumed by is the opportunity to find the pathway through without being a hero, you're the greatest thing that's ever happened because you exist. Because you exist. Boom. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.